Hi, I'm Elisa Preston and welcome to summer 2022. The summer is when I take a break from the regular rhythm of praise through it and I turn it into praise through it together, a community extension of the podcast. Praise through it is based on Philippians 4, 8, which says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is right, whatever is noble, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, whatever is excellent and praiseworthy, think about these things. My goal will always be to help you shine light into your daily life. In the summer, we listen to other people's stories of light and hope. And today we talk to Latasha Ferguson. Latasha is a speaker, writer, podcaster, and coach. She is passionate about equipping aspiring and new women leaders to live and lead from the inside out. She is also a passionate educator who has spent the past 18 years serving in the roles of teacher, assistant principal, principal, and now director of instruction. She has also served as an associate pastor for almost a decade, wife to her best friend and mom to four beautiful girls. Latasha loves to run, read, spend time at the beach, and travel in search of great food that hugs her belly. She and I could talk for hours, so you're welcome that it's only about 45 minutes. Listen in for laughs and some honest conversation about food, body image, and loving what the good Lord gave you. All right, I've got my friend Latasha here. How are you doing today? I am well, Elisa. How about you? I'm well, thank you. Um, I'm so happy to have met you. We're kind of in this very similar online spaces. Yes. Um, so tell us what you do and where your, you know, where your heart is in your work, and we'll go from there because I'm really excited about today's topic. Yeah. So I am an educator. Let's see, a passion educator. I've been in education for the past close to 20 years next year. So I've been teacher, a dean, assistant principal, principal, now director of instruction. I moonlight as a podcaster, uh-huh. a writer, and a speaker. I also spent some years being an associate pastor, um, helping out in women's ministry, children's ministry. And so I've worn many hats mm-hmm. at home. I'm a mom of four, and I've been married for about 16 years. Uh, and we live, you and I were just uh, giggling before we got on. I live in what I call hot Lando. Uh, so it's Orlando, yes. Florida. Yes. <laughs> Where the sun is shining most days. It's great. So we're, we're, I'm trying to soak up all of this little bit of cool weather before it's like scorching can fry an egg on the sidewalk kind of hot. Uh, so not too far from Disney. Uh-huh. Um, but that that's where we reside. Oh, I remember that scorching egg on the sidewalk from living in Savannah, Georgia. For a while. Oh, Savannah gets hot. Yes. Uh, the The week mm-hmm. I left, it was 123. Oh, okay. I believe it. I've visited <laughs> in the summer and I've been like, okay, I don't think I'm coming back in the summer anymore. So. <laughs> so in all of those things, you're right. You have worn so many hats and on your podcast, what's your podcast called? Overcome to become. Right. And so you talk about so many different things and when like especially mental health and spiritual health and emotional health. And those things are so important to our faith walk and to our relationship with the Lord. But today we're going to talk about physical health and the privileges that come along with that and our relationship with that and our faith. So can you talk, talk a little bit about that, your story and uh, why your heart moves in that direction to help women? Yeah. So I, as long as I can remember being a child, I struggled with my weight, 
struggled with being the, and I'm using terms that I heard as a child, not terms I love right now uh, as an adult. And I dare not use with my children or anyone else's children, but I was like the chunkier child. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was looked at as the one um, who was a little bit on the heavier side and really, I, I wasn't really physically involved in a lot of things. And even growing up in school was made fun of um, because of the struggles with my weight. And so dealt with that again, as far as I can remember. And, and it, it followed me all the way into adulthood. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I really struggled. It really hit me actually when I was at my highest weight. And I'm a, my frame is about five foot. I know the, the online space makes all of us look tall, but in real mm-hmm. life, I, I'm yeah. rather short. Me too. I'm around five feet too. Oh, really? Okay. Someday in real life. And we'll just, because I totally thought you were like five, seven, five, 10. No, no. I know when people meet me in real life, they're always like, oh my gosh. So, uh, so I'm five foot. And so I was really, you know, it was hard for me to do things like walk just from my front door to the car or in the parking lot. And especially when it was hot, Mm-hmm. It was extremely fatiguing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so simple things, tying my shoe and trying to catch my breath and stuff like that. Um, I finally went to see the doctor and the, I was around, gosh, maybe 21 years old, almost 22. And he basically was very direct and was like, listen, you have a family history uh, of heart disease. My grandfather had a stroke, mm-hmm. um, you know, just all of those things, diabetes. And he's like, you know, you got to make a choice. So either you're going to continue down this road and I can tell you where it's going to lead you, right? Not maybe, but definitely where it's Mm -hmm. going to lead you, or you can make a choice to change. And at that point, you know, he had put me on some high blood pressure medication. And again, I'm in my early twenties. Yeah. And so, you know, he's like, but this is all in your hand. The good news is you have a choice. And so that really stuck with me at the time I was going through some things in my life, just a really hard season Was a single mom at the time working, struggling financially. I mean, there was a lot of things Mm -hmm. and food was my comfort. It really Mm -hmm. was really all my life. Looking back, I can see now when times got really tough, food was my comfort in celebratory seasons. It was Mm -hmm. my comfort in hard seasons. It was, it's one of those things I I tell people, um, you know, people don't really, it's the acceptable drug or the acceptable addiction. Nobody's going to question you when you buy a box of, you know, a bag of Oreos or whatever. No one, right. No Mm -hmm. one's going to say anything. Right. And it's one that you can kind of hide. You can Mm -hmm. work at the same time, be a parent, all of those things kind of function in life until you can't right? right. Until it really starts to spill over. And so that's where I was, where I had to make a decision and say, okay, what am I going to do? Right. However, my life turns out physically and it was impacting my relationships you know, certain activities and things I didn't want to do because Mm -hmm. I'd have to wear a bathing suit. So I'm not going to the beach. I'm not going to the pool. I'm not going, well, I have kids and they want to go, right? Uh, I'm not going to wear shorts. I'm not wearing sleeveless. I'm not, so I don't want to go anywhere because it's Mm -hmm. too hot. So it was really starting to spill over into all parts of my life. And then my mood and my attitude, that constant cycle of like, you know, why won't you just stop eating Tosh? And, but then I keep eating because I beat myself up and it's just this unending cycle, right? Vicious cycle. And so that's when I really had to, which I had not before, which to some listening may sound silly, but I really had to cry out to God and say, Lord, 
I know you can help me spiritually and, and you're there for me and you want me to grow spiritually, but this physical part, I am struggling mm-hmm. with it. I'm struggling with it. I know you created my body. So you've got to be able to help with this physical part that I'm struggling with, because though I'm going to church and I'm serving in different areas of church, I'm doing all those different things. Physically, it's really weighing me down and it's starting to pour out into every other part of my life. And so at that point, I really just cried out to God and it was like, okay, what is it that you want me to do? Because I don't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what to do, right? where to go, who to talk to, who can help me with this struggle that I really have had all my life. And it just mm-hmm. got worse as I got older. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all that. And I really relate to it because when I was diagnosed with food allergies, all mm-hmm. of a sudden I got a lot healthier, but there was a whole bunch of stuff I couldn't eat. And like mm-hmm. you, food had always been a comfort for me. And I have a scarcity mindset. That's just kind of my personality and part of how I grew up. And so I'm like, well, if it's there, I have to eat it. Or I'm like, well, I have to get more in case the store runs out. So for mm-hmm. Lent this year, I gave up sweets and uh, what I learned was I don't eat enough variety. And I was like, I was thinking about it. I was like, oh yeah, that's true. I'd have an apple for breakfast. I'd have some chocolate chips. I'd have yeah. a little bit of lunch. I'd have more chocolate chips, I'd have more chocolate chips. I'd have dinner and I'd have more chocolate chips. And so, but you're right. It's like you said, it's so easy to hide. And so it's yes. this weird relationship with like, well, I need food to live and I need to eat these things. And why can't I just have a little fun? Oh, because it's not good for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly it. That's exactly it. So it's like, it's not something else where somebody had like a nicotine habit or something right. else where you're like, I'm just going to kick the habit and I'll never have to look at cigarettes again or tobacco again. And it's out of my life. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't need, but like you said, you need it every day to live. So it's this, it's this love hate relationship mm-hmm. is what I dealt with, with, like you said, you can't just go and say, I'll never eat again. That's impossible. <laughs> right. But, But how do I strike a balance, Mm -hmm. find a balance of it's okay to enjoy food. I mean, God created food for us to enjoy, right? Not for it to be this methodical type thing where we eat just to satisfy, move on. I do truly, I've learned as I've gotten older and went through this journey that God has given us food to enjoy, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, what I found is sometimes things that he has given us to enjoy can on the flip side be also things when it's too much mm-hmm. or abuse can be things that we struggle with. Yeah. Um, so it's again, that's where for me looking at, okay, it wasn't just doing the work in my physical separate, spiritual mm-hmm. separate, mm. uh, mental separate. It was understanding all of them work together. Right. Yes. And if I try to just slice one out, and only work on the physical and ignore the other parts. Yeah, I might lose weight. And someone listening might be experiencing that. And I did the same thing. Okay, yeah, I might take these pills, or I might get this, you know, this kind of diet, that kind of whatever the latest trend is, mm-hmm. I might lose the weight, get to my ideal weight, maybe even get off medication I have. But then now I'm still struggling spiritually and mentally and emotionally, those things that brought me to food right? Mm-hmm. That I went and tried to comfort and kind of numb mm-hmm. uh, the pain. They're still there, mm-hmm. right? They're still yeah. kind of haunting me. And so now what do I do? Because yeah, I've lost the weight. So then that's why, you know, when you look at statistics, the majority of people who go and lose the weight, I mean, they gain it back. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned for myself is because not looking at uh, total wellness, 
right? The whole thing. How did I get into where I am right now? What is the root um, of the issue? It's not really about, and I've heard people say this sometimes, those people who have never really dealt with weight struggles, mm-hmm. well, just stop eating the donuts. I mean, you no. know, just stop eating the cake. And then no. it, you know, that just solves it. And, and I'm like, if it, if it was that easy, right? no one would struggle. Sure. Right? No <laughs> one would struggle with food at all. Yes. But it's not that easy, right? Mm-hmm. There is some, there's a root to it. And so that's the part that's, probably even more difficult than just losing the weight. And I know some listeners might go, really? It is. It's digging down into how did I get here? Mm -hmm. And then am I willing to do the work to peel back the layers? Mm -hmm. Um, And keep asking myself, why do I, when I feel alone, I feel tired, when I feel frustrated, when I feel worried, when I feel anxious, why do I grab two, three cookies, Mm -hmm. right? Why do I go and do this? And so asking, and it's not easy asking those questions because then you see the parts of you that you don't want to see. And as as humans, we don't want to dig. I think you and I've talked about this too when you were on my podcast, you know, really digging into who you are Mm -hmm. and what makes you tick. And then you find out it's layers of things from childhood, Mm -hmm. layers of things with your relationship, how you see yourself, your personality type. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all of those, your triggers. What are those? All of those things. It's not something that will, in our society, we've encouraged each other uh, in this fast, everything's fast paced, right? You want to change your life in 30 days. You want to lose the weight in 14 days. You want to, you know, it's like everything has to be microwave fast when really getting to the root takes time. It took time to get there, right? It takes time to peel back. So for me, that was the most difficult part of it was really taking the time to get to the root and then educate myself about food yeah, um, and what I'm eating and what I'm putting in my mouth yeah. and not just mindlessly doing those things, which is so mm-hmm. easy to do. Yeah. Oh, that makes so much sense because it's so nuanced, right? It it's not just one quick answer. It's so mm-hmm. nuanced and it's different for everybody. Maybe there are some overarching themes, but yeah. the details are different for everybody because we each have a different story. So you took that nuance and you invited the Lord into it, right? Mm-hmm. And you said, yes. okay, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do here. Yeah. And he showed you to put it all together, marry all these different types of wellness. Mm-hmm. And so how did your, I want to know like how your heart changed through it, how your faith changed grew. Maybe it went up and down even because you're like, Lord, mm-hmm. come on. I just want to walk down that cookie aisle with yeah. no issues. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, and I want to know what he showed you and what he maybe changed your perception about your body or your physical health or. Yeah. So I, it definitely was a, a whole journey. I'm thinking back to the beginning stages of it, parts of it. For me at that time, I could not, you know, there's so much more available. I'm thinking, gosh, 10-ish years ago when I first, like more than 10 years ago, started wrestling because that's what it was, a wrestle mm-hmm. of trying to figure out what to do. There was no straight line. My journey with wellness is no linear path. Sure. Um, it was trying different things. And I remember going to clinics, pills, shakes, uh, you name it. I tried all the things. And then it came down to, okay, uh, I I didn't try therapy at first. One, I was in a place where I couldn't afford it. Mm -hmm. And again, I was a single mom. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to start journaling. And that's where I started. Um, I started journaling and I, a food journal. 
writing down um, how I felt in the morning, what I ate throughout the day, even the smallest of things, and how I felt at night. And so I got a really cheap notebook and I just started writing down what I ate, what I ate. And that for me was my accountability. And then I told some friends around me, hey, you know, I'm doing this because uh, I felt when I kept a secret, mm-hmm. um, it really I, it was less accountability. Yeah, my notebook helped me and praying and ask God's spirit to be with me to help. That helped. But telling someone was even uh, more accountability. And so mm-hmm. after journaling for a while, I was able to see patterns, triggers, patterns, the days that I was the most stressed, the days that I was lonely, the days that I was sad, I ate the most, mm-hmm. I ate the worst, um, I indulged mm-hmm. um, in things. Then I also found out about myself, Elisa, that I, I uh, told myself fibs. I guess that's a nicer word than mine. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what I kind of fibs? A lot. <laughs> I think a lot to myself okay. um, about how much I ate and okay. what I ate. So I would go throughout the day and say, oh my goodness, I could eat anything all day. I mean, I didn't eat anything. Um, when in reality, I would, and that's when I was working out of the home. Oh yeah, I did eat, but I didn't eat meals, but I went by the snack mach- uh, vending machine, you know, mm-hmm. at the time. And I, I got a bag of whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I ate a couple of fun size Snickers, you know, mm-hmm. I ate, you know, little things here and there. And then, but to me, I'm, oh, I didn't eat a thing. So now I can go home and I can just eat all the things because I hadn't eaten anything all day when really right. I had. Mm-hmm. So that kind of showed me, ooh, wow, you're not even being truthful with yourself mm-hmm. about what you're eating, right? Mm-hmm. So it showed me a layer of shame that was there mm-hmm. uh, as well to not be totally honest with myself. And so I had to go back and say, okay, you got to write down everything. Like you said, every chocolate chip. Yeah, um, yes. you gotta oh, be hard. I would run out a notebook like faster than you can say boo. <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta be honest. And so there at that time, I didn't know what was going on, praying and reading. Um, and this was just done so imperfectly, right? There was there was no perfect, you know, just straight way to do it, but I oh, did sure. it how I knew how to do it mm-hmm. at the time. And at, what it was doing was it was changing my heart. And it was allowing me to see patterns and things that I didn't know about myself Mm -hmm. um, because of the busyness of life, because of just eating mindlessly and having these habits for years, right? So these are habits I had developed over years, right? Of just eating and not even thinking about what it was. So I started making myself read labels when I go to the store, flip over, you know, I remember going online and saying, how do I read a food label? I don't even Mm -hmm. understand what it means. So let me, that was the educator in me, educate yourself on what food labels look like. And so I was like, once I know, then I can't mindlessly, if I do eat it, I am making a conscious choice. Like I know what this is. I can't say I didn't know. Right. Right. And so it's flipping over. So I started just flipping over, you know, labels and reading and going, whoa, okay, Tosh, what is just a better choice? This or this. And so I started making simple changes what is a better choice, mm-hmm. right? You want a soda, but could you drink some just carbonated water that has a little flavor? Mm-hmm. What's a better choice? And so little things like that, mm-hmm. you can't even with exercise, um, you know, I wasn't able to walk a mile, but can you do five minutes on the mm-hmm. treadmill and then maybe seven minutes and then 10 and then 12. And so it was nothing quick about it, Elisa, sure. nothing quick. 
But what I realized through that, and I'm so glad it not it, that it wasn't a quick change because it really made me, and I can think of now, uh, see myself nights where I would cry and be so at my wit's end thinking, gosh, this is hard work. This mm-hmm. is so hard. And I'm facing these, what some would say like demons or facing these things that I had hid under food for so long. Mm -hmm. I didn't know I was this way, right? I didn't know these things were bubbling up on the inside of me because I would just cover them with food Mm -hmm. or busyness or sleep or, you know, whatever else and just not deal with it. Um, And so as things come up, you know, I'm so thankful that God doesn't show us our stuff all at once because I think we'd be scared out of our mind. Yes. But I feel like a little bit along the way, God, show me little things. Okay. You snapped at that person. Why did you snap? You were short with your kids. Why were you short? Um, you know, you were just doing this and this, why were you doing that journal about it? What did you eat? Uh, so I started seeing the mind, body, spirit connection. Yeah. The times that I did not spend time, um, you know, with God praying, reading, reflecting, Oh, those are my days. I would tailspin. You know, oh, okay. just really out yeah. of control, especially for several days in a row, right? Mm-hmm. Um, several days in a row where I was just kind of doing things on my own. I was really running on fumes. So again, tied back to what I was eating, tied back to how I was reacting to things mm-hmm. mentally, how I was processing things. Those are the days that I would beat myself up the worst mm-hmm. um, during those days. And so I started to see the change. I mean, all of it didn't come out at once. Even after I lost uh, the weight and met my goal, I was still dealing with some things mentally and emotionally. Mm-hmm. I mean, body image was something that took me a long time, even far beyond. And even now I still struggle, if I'm totally mm-hmm. honest, with comparison and looking. And, you know, I was just uh, thinking about this the other day. And I know with the summer season coming up, I got some conversations with my friends and, you know, talking about summer, you know, weight and, you know, am I going to wear my bathing suit? Am I going to mm-hmm. finally fit into the, you know, the conversations that we as women almost always get into mm-hmm. around this season every year, mm-hmm. torture ourselves, beat ourselves yeah. up guilty, right? Because we can't fit the bathing suit from 1980. I don't know why we do that to ourselves, Alisa. I, I mean, it's I'm- lime green. Do we really want to? I don't- <laughs> do we want to do we really want to right uh, but we do that we're like yeah. i still can't fit into this space from 1985 you know, know. Or, 19, or 2000 and right. it's like really? okay let's really think about why do you need to fit back into your wedding dress okay right. anyways that's another podcast okay. <laughs> um, so but it then it hit me in these conversations where i thought okay when is enough really enough right when is enough really enough? When do we come to the point that I was reflecting on myself as well? Because I thought the other realization that I came to Elisa was once I lost the weight, it didn't cure everything. Right. Right. It, it didn't like take yeah. away my insecurities and take away my bad body image, you know, all the, the way right. I looked at my body, the way I spoke to myself, it just didn't automatically cure all of that. Right. And I think sometimes we do think that, oh gosh, once I can just get down to this weight, put on this bathing suit, do this, do this, do this. Oh, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. The thing was I learned was even in that I was still wrestling with, uh, not being content with mm-hmm. not loving myself with still some scars that were from childhood on up things, you know, journeys and chapters that I have been through in my life. Um, and so again, I've had to learn self-compassion, 
mm-hmm. and gracious with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I will fall off the wagon, but there's no need in beating yourself up, right? Mm-hmm. I'll eat a donut. I'll eat a cupcake. It's not the end of the world, right? but get out there and move my feet. You know what I mean? And do some things and make this less about just reaching a goal mm-hmm. and more about the overall wellness journey mm-hmm. and how God does care about us spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Mm-hmm. And physically, he wants us to be well, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, look, I have all daughters and looking at them and I caught myself years ago saying things about myself and being, but you know, you know how we get in front of the mirror, I'm kind of conscious yeah. and then you know, catching my daughters looking at me as I'm talking to myself in not so nice way mm-hmm. and thinking, oof, I don't think I want them doing that same thing about mm-hmm. their own body, right? There's nothing like the presence of a child to oh. let you know what uh, you need to stop saying. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. Like it hits yeah, right I in your you. heart. Yes. I know. Right, I know. Right in your heart. Fears in there. And you know, and so when I do get into where I can start feeling myself getting into those thoughts, I think about my girls and I think, you know, I don't want them struggling with that same thing I struggled with. Mm-hmm. Um, I know society has its pressures. I don't want them coming home feeling the pressure here. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel it out oh, there. Good point. Right. Yeah, for sure. Feel it out there. Um, and we don't have control over that out there. Once they become grown and all of that, mm-hmm. you're going to feel it. But here, I want you to know that you, I'm not looking at you that way. I don't want you to look at yourself that way. Um, being quote unquote skinny is not the goal, right? Mm-hmm. It's, right. It's not the goal, right? right? You know, uh, and, and I, heart is, right? Yes. Co- yeah. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, I have, uh, I have friends where, I mean, look at them and you think, whoa. And it's, uh, again, constant conversation about, I got to lose something. I got to lose. And I'm thinking, when, and another question or, or topic I have with my girlfriends, I said, think about you in your adult life. When was the last time you did not diet? Like what mm-hmm. year did you not diet? What year? We can't even what say. Yeah. You can't even. Yeah. You, like you can't yeah. even say what month or how long have you been? Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. year? Yeah. Yeah. What year of your life, you know, in your thirties and your twenties and mm-hmm. your forties and your fifties, can you think that you were just like, I'm not dieting this year, mm-hmm. right? I'm not going to diet. And again, I, this is not to shame anyone. I needed to change my nutrition, my diet for mm-hmm. medical reasons, for physical. I mean, the doctor told me where I was headed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I believe in loving your body and all that. Part of that is taking care of yourself and being aware phys- if you're physically not well, right? If you are not well, but there's a difference, though, Elisa, in, in taking care of ourselves because we're physically not well or we're wanting to stay well versus torturing ourselves to be at this idealistic weight. Oh, for sure. I, Motivation is right. key. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, exactly. And what the two main things I heard in what you were explaining, one is you have to pay attention. You can't just blah your way through your food life. You have to pay attention. And that's for everybody, even people who don't struggle with it, because if something makes you feel a certain way, you need to know that. And so you can either repeat it if it was genuinely good or cut it out, you know, right? If it's horrible for you. And the other thing is while you were talking, I could picture the image I had in my head was you asking the Lord, you know, help me with this. I'm stuck you know, show me what to do and him spinning you around and placing you in front of the mirror. 
And so you could look at yourself and really see yourself because, and then him stick, you know, him sticking with you, you said you were dealing with demons, you know, on the inside. And so those had to come out, but you had to look at them first, you know, you had to look to yourself first, but the cool thing about looking in the mirror with the Lord is he sees what he sees. He doesn't see what we see. Is that right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And he doesn't say things like I was thinking this morning, you know, he doesn't say things like I told you so. How did you get yourself into this mess? Look at, oh, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you would have just listened to me, you know, all the things that we tell ourselves or Mm -hmm. we allow, we listen to that the enemy speaks to us, that society Mm -hmm. speaks to us, that, you know, all kinds of things our past will speak to us about. Um, you know, you should have done this, should have, I mean, just, you know, imagine a hammer, a hammer, a hammer over and over, but God doesn't speak to us that way. No, he does not speak to us that way. You know, if we miss, uh, and, and I did have to grow through that as well. Okay, Tosh, this is something that needs to become a natural part of your life, like brushing your teeth, right? Mm -hmm. Like you read the word, like you love worshiping God and taking care of your body is a part of all of that, right? Mm -hmm. It's a part, it's not disjointed. It's not, okay, once I get this together and lose this weight, I'll never have to think about it again. You know what I mean? And I'm all done. Check that box. It's a lifelong journey. It's a lifelong journey of all of it coming together Mm -hmm. and really partnering. I mean, I can't stress enough partnering with God and saying, Lord, help me Mm -hmm. with this. And I still do that. Some days I can find myself leaning into food and I'll say, Lord, oh, help me. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I really feel like eating a carton of ice cream right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I do, I feel like it. Right. And crumble some cookies on top. I mean, I'm really feeling that right now. Mm-hmm. You know, show me where that's coming from. Mm-hmm. Why am I feeling like that? Mm-hmm. And, you know, help me to find some other way or have the willpower to do something else. So put on my sneakers and lace them up and go out and walk and get fresh air and listen to the birds and smell the fresh air and trying to little by little these years, at least of replacing when I have those drives of wanting to eat and indulge, can I go and sit on the porch and listen to a podcast and relax my mind, turn on some music, go walking, you know, out and you know, just doing some things that are going to relax me mentally relax me um you know even physically mm-hmm. I was interviewing someone one time and she said she uses uh, a technique where uh, I think her therapist told her and I'm a big huge proponent of therapy mm-hmm. um and so she said her therapist said listen when you're feeling like you want to go grab a sleeve of cookies um or chocolate chips or whatever yeah that put your sneakers on mm-hmm. and go walk for like five minutes Mm -hmm. or walk up and down your stairs, give yourself like 20 to 30 minutes before you even grab. And if you still feel like you have to have it, Mm -hmm. then you have a little bit and you move on. Mm -hmm. What she said is that she's found is once she's replaced and done other things first, like listen to music or walk or whatever, Mm -hmm. meditate, read 10 times out of 10, she doesn't want to go and grab those cookies or whatever else and indulge in those things. And so it's having a toolbox. And I think the way that her therapist told her was in our, our toolbox of trying to cope and deal with life situations that come our way. It's okay. I think she said for about 10 or 15% of our coping mechanisms to be food. It's okay Mm -hmm. to say, 
I'm going to enjoy a donut on Saturday morning with my kids. Mm-hmm. It makes Absolutely. us happy. Mm-hmm. And we're all going to enjoy a donut together. It's okay. But then just make sure that other 80-ish percent are other things that don't, are not food, right? Mm-hmm. That we're praying and we're reading our word and we're uh, listening to music and worshiping. We're walking and doing some physical things, et cetera, to help cope. Mm-hmm. Uh, being in community with friends. Yeah. You were talking about the digging down deep into the roots. So it's almost a regrounding of sorts. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And it's little by little. And again, stressing, stressing, stressing to the one listening, going, okay, what are all the things I can do? I think erasing that mindset instead of saying, what are all the things I can do? What is one thing Mm -hmm. I can do? Right. Can I just drink more water? Um, you know, drink more water, more water today than I did yesterday and Mm -hmm. do that for a full week, right? Next week, can I just walk 15 minutes every day for a full week? And so what is the one thing? And then those are things, if, you know, as you incorporate them, then they'll become a part of who you are and it's a natural thing. Yeah. Yeah. What I love about what you're saying is... It relates to one of my biggest beefs with social media. And that's all the advice that I get every single day and all the programs available and programs are awesome. And I know they really work for a lot of people, but what you're really talking about is connecting with God and asking him, show me the way. And maybe he'll show you a way to a program. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's the community you need because maybe you don't have friends around you that can really help, you know, keep you accountable. Like sometimes I ask my husband to keep me accountable with chocolate chips, but he's very much an indulgent person. So he's like, I want him, have him, you know, which I, which I, I love, I truly love, but you know, yeah. sometimes I, I need to say no to myself, you know, yeah. but anyway, my point is what I love about what you're saying is that it's, you're in it for the long game. Mm-hmm. You're in it for the long game with yourself and with God. And he, obviously he will be with you for that entire thing. And you're just, what you're talking about is just rewiring your brain and believing believing enough that you can change one little habit at a time. You don't have to do the huge stereotypical January 1st re- oh know, my overhaul. Goodness. That is oh. so stressful. And it's, it's so stressful. much pressure. It is. It is. And I, I'm just going to say, I hate it. Yeah. I hate <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of things I hate. Uh, but I think about what worked and what didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And that is one where, I mean, let's think about it. You're coming off the holidays, you're doing all the, and then to think you're just going to kick yourself into gear to do all these things at the front. I mean, your brain, what our body does is it naturally fights back against that, right? It's like, yeah. oh, no, I'm not, what are you doing? Don't all of a sudden, me. yeah, all of a yeah. sudden we went from eating like cakes to now I'm just eating celery every day and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I what? knew that was the example you were going to use because it's always <laughs> celery. So it's a celery stick. Yeah, it's always celery. <laughs> so it's like, so your body's like, oh no. So then we try these literally crash is what they are guys is I've tried them I know I've done cabbage soup I've done I mean we could be here all day uh with all the ones I've tried I've tried and yeah does it give like a little bit of result but oh my gosh your mood your attitude you're frustrated Mm -hmm. it really digs you down deeper into despair Mm -hmm. than you were before right and so I remember my friends and I we do this thing where 
Um, we say, hey, the holidays, we know what well, we do it all year round, but we know we like to indulge a little bit more in the holiday. You know, aunties and uncles are going to make extra cakes and barbecues. So there's just going to be a little extra around the holiday. Yeah. Um, we just know that's what it is. And mm-hmm. so we say, hey, we're just going to walk a little extra, right? We're yeah. going to, we're not going to try to start anything in the new year. We're going to say, hey, what, what is something we can just keep, you know, we'll walk, we'll walk on Christmas day. You know, uh, my girlfriends and our families, we do this turkey trot. And so, and again, it's awesome. all about being fun. So it's like before we get into Thanksgiving meal, we're going to get up really early in the morning and all of us, the kids included, we have like paths where we live. We're going to do a turkey trot and we're going to walk like two and a half miles and we're going to make fun of it and, and laugh and everything. But guess what? We got our steps in. We yeah. walked and we're going to do that all throughout the holiday season. And then and when January comes, you are continuing. Yes. That's a big word. That's a yes. huge shift from I'm starting. Mm-hmm. It's I'm continuing yes. as January comes. And then I'm going to keep, keep going that way. Our body won't fight against continuing yes. versus, oh, all of a sudden I'm going to start something new at the beginning. And I haven't done anything close to this, uh, you know, before. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there's a lot of advice out there, lots of stuff, but the key is sustainable change. And yeah. And, and looking at it from a whole perspective of wellness. Mm-hmm. And I will say um, later on, probably about three, four years ago is when I first was able to go to a therapist. Um, and I found to me, it was important to find a Christian counselor mm-hmm. uh, to speak to. Um, and that even helped uh, an area that I had not really dug into and to deal with some things in my past that I had not dealt with that I didn't know was there, like giving myself and other things. And that has kind of helped help me find a, a bit of freedom even more to deal mm-hmm. with my food issues, physical issues and things of that nature, mm-hmm. because I, I'm not as prone now to go back into the slumps of my past, mm-hmm. which was connected to food mm-hmm. and other things. And so I say it, it's it is if I can just be honest, it is, it's a fight. It's a little bit of a fight. It's a good fight. This is like mm-hmm. one of the good fights you want to get into. Right. And I don't mean physical. But it's a, it's a wrestling of sorts. If we can just um, be honest with ourselves in that, that it's not some easy fix. It's not an easy way. It's not an easy pill. It's not an easy solution. Mm-hmm. If you've been a certain way for a long time, even if it's not weight, any mm-hmm. other habit you have going on, right? Mm-hmm. That you know you need to stop and fix and correct and have God heal parts of your heart. It's a wrestling. It's a wrestling because our flesh and our bodies, they don't want to surrender. And they want to do what they want to do, when they want to do it, how they want to do it. Mm-hmm. They want to cope how they want to cope. Um, that's the way it is. And so for us to change and turn those things around, like you said, a rerouting mm-hmm. and digging in um, is a wrestling. And mm-hmm. so, you know, there are days of tears, days of crying, hollering out, Lord, why wasn't I born with this skinny jean? Which now I think that's so silly. But I did cry <laughs> stuff like that, yeah. right? Like, yeah, I it goes nowhere. I know because uh, we have the picture of what it's supposed to be, you know. But yes. God made us who He made us, and he some made of us, exactly. I will say, some of us He did not put in Florida where we could walk and run on Christmas or Thanksgiving. Yes, that's true. But if yes, you can't yes. go outside. You can always walk around a mall. You can, you know, sometimes find an indoor track. You can lap around your house. I mean, during COVID, when 
it was just my daughter and I, I mm-hmm. literally just left my house because I couldn't go running oh, and yes. you know, it was just me and her and she didn't want to go uh, or well, she, she was still sleeping and I needed to get my physical exercise in beforehand. And so I literally just left my house and I was like, Lord, I know this is temporary, but I know I need to get moving. And so yes. you just, you know, like you said, you just have to be on purpose. You do, you do, you do. I mean, you have stairs, you go up and down Mm -hmm. the stairs, up and down, up and down. I had a foot injury. And so I was very Mm -hmm. limited for about six, seven months. And that almost spun me. I almost got, because I was like, but I'm so used to walking and running, you know, da, 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 da. And now I can't do any of those things. The doctor was like six, seven months, nothing on your foot. (gasps) So it almost put me backwards, Elisa, where I was like, whoa, what am I going to do? Oh my gosh, I'm so used to doing this. But it goes back to what you said about, okay, Lord, you know, I'm limited. I had to go back to my prayer of Lord, help me. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I, I need physical, uh, you know, exercise, not just for physical, but for mental. I got mm-hmm. used to, for it to relieve some stress. So I was like, oh, so she's like, oh, you do a stationary bike. You can get a, a you know, just a regular bike, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't really ride bikes as much. Of course, I know how from as being a kid. Uh-huh. So I was like, well, I guess I'll be riding a bike. And so. <laughs> There yeah. I was, just finding a bike, yeah, finding something, yeah. uh, you know, to do that would put pressure on my foot. Um, but so to really, keep that heart change going, just yes. sometimes we have to be creative. We have to be creative. Yeah, yeah. we have to be and, and be gracious on ourselves. My husband tells me that all the time. Be nice and kind to yourself, Tosh, and don't beat yourself up. Sometimes seasons of life, there might be a mom listening right now who maybe just had a baby or has an infant is at home. And it's like, I can't go walking long walks or I can't go doing this. Or you're taking care of elderly parents and you're in a season where you're doing that and it's changed or, you know, our seasons change. So for me, I've learned and I'm learning to switch with the seasons, mm-hmm. right. And switch yes. with, yes, maybe I could run in this season because I had a little more freedom to do this, but Maybe, like you said, you live in a place where the weather is not conducive to that, Mm -hmm. or you can't afford a gym membership or whatever. Okay, so what is it that I can do right here? Maybe I can get some type of, you know, there's apps out there and stuff where I can just do some home exercises on the floor um, and do that instead. But it's being open to those things and just saying, I am just taking care of this body. I think it's just Conley. I think she says that this body is a good body. Yeah, we have it's it's a good body and I'm not exercising because I ate three cookies. I'm not exercising because I'm trying to punish my body into submission. Right. But I'm exercising because I love my body. And it took me a long time to get to that. I was just going to ask, did you have that? This body is a good body perspective when you started after that doctor's appointment? No, I was like, I this body is giving me heartache. Yeah. I'm frustrated with this body. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why is my body like this? Why do I have to work so hard at maintaining this body? Mm-hmm. It was a lot of bitterness, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, gosh, again, looking outward at other people from the outside where I'm like, I don't think they exercise at all. And I don't, I think she eats whatever she wants. And I think da, 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 da. And here I am, right? right. Struggling yeah. um, with this body. And so- at the beginning, no, it wasn't doing it out of a love for my body. Mm-hmm. It, at the beginning, it was doing it because one, I mean, the doctor was like, you know, you're going to end if you don't. 
Um, so I was a little scared. And then it was too, like, I'm going to just do this to and realizing, okay, that's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's to just keep, you know, beating your body into submission. Mm-hmm. That's not sustainable. It does a doozy on your mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, to keep thinking that way, yes. um, and you just can't sustain. You know what I mean? It's Going a hamster to three wheel. times, three yeah. times a day at the gym is that sustainable? Oh, For me, no. it wasn't. No. Right? For okay, most of us like mortal this. humans, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so again, having to go back and, and and continuing that heart work, that mind work. Yeah. Um, of this is the body God blessed you with. He made you five foot on purpose. You yes, he grandmas. did. You have your grandma's hips, but hey, those hips held four babies. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget that. You know what I mean? It, it's yeah. four, four babies were yeah. inside of you, right? Yeah. So for that ain't nothing part, that's nothing. Whether you had one or four or whatever, it's nothing to speak that, right. right? I mean, yeah. you know. And so, you know, your arms may flap a little, you have a little muffin top or large muffin top, whatever, but you got to come to a point. This is me talking to myself, Tosh, where you just have to say, this, this is me. This is who mm-hmm. I am. This is how God created me. And if today, and I know this sounds morbid, but if today was your last breath, your last day, and you were laying on that bed, lying on that bed, thinking, would you really be concerned about, I have a muffin top right. and I have flappy arms right? and these stretch marks are like everywhere. Would you, would that be what you'd be thinking about? And your last moments on earth, right? Yeah. No, right. And 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 then part B to that is like, you know, hey, you are way more conscious of how you look than other people are oh, looking yeah. at you. They're not yeah. looking at you. No, right. They don't it, care as much as we think they do. Yes, no. including our husbands. Yeah, like, husbands. Like, yeah, and our children. You know, and our like my daughter the other day where I. I was probably getting ready for a shower and my daughter was in there with me and she was like, Mm -hmm. you have fat on your belly, mommy. And she's like, you know, poking it. I was like, yep. And I, you know, like jiggled a little bit. I was like, yep. For softer hugs. And I just, you know, pulled her in Uh because when, like you said earlier, when you, when your child is watching and your, especially daughters, when they are listening to you, you want your message to be louder than every other message out there. I love that. Yes. You know? And so if mm-hmm. you can internalize and be genuinely speaking kindly to yourself and genuinely love your body, like you're talking about, then she will pick up on that. There's no way she doesn't, you know, and she'll hear other things and she will probably struggle because it is a loud, loud world. But like you said, if at home, it's, mm-hmm. it just is the way it is. And you go out for ice cream on a Sunday and then you have leftover cake on Sunday afternoon or evening that's okay. It's okay. It's okay. okay. Yeah. It's, it's okay. It's okay. You know, and I, I say, God, you've given us these things. You've, you've, you've uh, given the creativity to these chefs and things to make these beautiful. I mean, you know, just, uh, you know, food to enjoy, like you said, cakes or whatever. And they're so creative now. I mean, all the things now that are out there for us to enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yes, I'm going to enjoy it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to move my feet mm-hmm. and I'm going to try to make fun, you know, and do my friends are now into, I don't know if you've heard of pickleball. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have some friends, I have friends that are trying to get me into pickleball. I haven't taken that move yet, but now for <laughs> me, these 
stages of my life. Now these next chapters, I'm trying to find more things that are fun. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't know if I'm going to take up tennis. I thought about it. And I was like, that might be too strenuous. But my friend's like, pickleball. Or why don't you do, you know, more swimming or yeah. you know, something else? So again, it's really just saying, you know, this body, this one body that we have, we're not going to get another one, no matter how hard we try. And I know there's all kinds of technology out there and no judgment to those who want to do whatever they want to do with their body. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, We've got to be able to, when we lay our pillow, our head down on our pillow at night, be able to have peace with ourselves mm-hmm. Yes, and with the God who made us mm-hmm. and making sure that, like you said earlier, our motivation is not where it shouldn't be, mm-hmm. um, running and chasing after things that are not attainable mm-hmm. and that we're not also fueled by a bitterness of, I wish I had somebody else's body and I don't like the body I have. Because that will run us ragged. Um, And and though we might meet some goals and get some things, it'll be this insatiable hunger that Mm -hmm. will never be able to be met. Um, And and things that I've had to learn along the way, there's just some things you're only going to find in God. Like you're looking other places, Mm -hmm. looking to satisfy, you know, and it's all found in him. Mm-hmm. And who he has created us to be and accepting that mm-hmm. and owning that and leaning into that. And will that, you know, what I saying, is that going to solve all your problems? You're not going to deal with anything that's negative? No, but it might alleviate some of the anxiety that some of us are dealing with and we're wrestling within our hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, and your um, heart will go in the right direction and we'll settle. Exactly. exactly. You know, we'll, uh, it'll, exactly. And it'll settle a little bit at a time. Yep. You know? Yep. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Oh, this has been so lovely. You and I could just go on and on. It was the oh, same forever. when we recorded our May podcast and it'll be the same, you know, I'm sure I know we'll do more together, but before we go, can you tell our listeners where to connect with you, where they can find you in the world? Yes. So, uh, everything is on my website, latashaferguson.com. So there's my podcast, all of my offerings. I'm starting to do some, um, coaching in the area of leadership and some other things. So all of that is there on my website. Um, and I also hang out on Instagram, but mm-hmm. you can see that through my website too, but, um, mm-hmm. that's my favorite social media. It's Latasha M Ferguson is where mm-hmm. I like to hang out. So you can connect with me either place. Awesome. Awesome. Those will all be linked. Well, thank you so much for giving so generously of your time and heart today. Oh, thank you, Lisa. I appreciate you. We'll see you later. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. As always, you can find me on Instagram at Elisa Preston. Head there to connect with Latasha as well and go find her podcast, Overcome to Become, wherever you're listening to this. All the extras we talked about are in the show notes. Wishing you a week of grace and kindness. We'll see you next time.